With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the last NBA Slate Starter of the Week. I'm Eric, uh, joined along with my buddy Rinpack as we break down the 11-game, 11-game NBA DFS slate on DraftKings and FanDuel for this Friday. Uh, looking across the industry tonight, I mean, I really have no idea what's going on. There was one game at 4.30 out here on the West Coast, and now we had both of them teeing off at 7 o'clock. So uh, anything going well for you? Anything of note? It looks like that New Orleans-Utah game got off to a hot start. Uh, we got to talk about LeBron James's MVPs performance against Giannis. Uh, that was quite sensational. LeBron looked unstoppable throughout the game. Giannis was showed all showed all his flaws come out during the whole game. It was a great game to watch. I really enjoyed to watch LeBron take that game over. And uh, it seems like LeBron and KCP are going to be key to the lineups on some sites for lineups to go to the top. We'll see what ends up happening though. Yeah, I hope I have enough KCP. I don't know, 20%. It just kind of like snuck in there. What's so weird about these three-game slates is that like sometimes you you don't even really know what you got until they go off. And you're like, oh, how much KCP do I have? How much uh, Alex Caruso, is he going to be optimal? You start trying to figure out uh, where you're at in certain lineups just so that if you need to make swaps, you can. But it was it was hard to find low-owned swaps that made sense in certain situations on FanDuel. On DraftKings, it was a little bit easier. But uh, we'll see. LeBron, it was really, really nice to be way over the field on him today uh we'll see how it all finishes out uh it will not finish out well if eric bledsoe sucks so letting that be known uh let's get right to the analysis here today uh if you could as always uh just get down to that bottom that bottom bar before we get going hit the subscribe button hit the like button hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at osmo goes live uh keeps the lights on for us the whole spiel i'm getting i'm getting better at those i'm getting better at it i i like what we're doing here uh let's get right to it we got point guard sitting at the top on DraftKings, uh, and i do feel like i feel like Rinpack has been crushing uh equal opportunity for the sites so i'm, I'm we're gonna start on DraftKings. we're gonna go back and forth to FanDuel. we're gonna constantly try to give attention to both sites where we can where prices stick out and such but uh but yeah I'll, I'll make sure that i chime in if i feel like it's getting unequitable somewhere but uh i'll, I'll be on check for that uh sitting at the top end on point guard uh, Luka, Luka Doncic on DraftKings is 10,900. Coming down from some of those bigger tags, I know he's 11,500, or excuse me, 11,000 on FanDuel, uh, $500 down over there.
there. But coming off of back-to-back kind of disappointing games by Lucas standards, uh, played 35, 38 minutes, but against Indiana, just put up 51 fantasy points, just 51. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but uh, there were so many people that, that had big, huge ceiling games that uh, you couldn't pay up for him and still have a big night the other night. Uh, James Harden at 10-8. Uh, we saw 50 minutes of run for like all of those big three guys with the with the double OT thriller. So they, they didn't really see a price decrease in any way, shape, or form. So that's going to be tough to get to, but uh, obviously a low-owned James Harden isn't a bad way to go. And then Trey Young, 9,600, was kind of like the key to the castle for everything. Uh, 66 fantasy points against Detroit over on DraftKings the other night. Still has a price tag below 10K, and now he's getting Minnesota, which we know is a fun matchup to have. Talk to me about this top end of point guard and really where your interests lie. Yeah, Luca 11K on Fandle. Luca 10-9 on DK. Both make for some fine uh, pay-up options. I know price has gone down a little bit. Keep in mind, he did leave the game for a little bit uh, with a minor leg injury. He did come back and finish the game. So, I mean, it's nice to see he played 38 minutes even with that injury and whatnot. Against San Antonio, he has played sensational against San Antonio throughout his career. I think he's, uh, the last couple times out, he's put up north of 60 fantasy points against them. So, uh, I like Luca quite a bit, and hopefully his ownership's kind of low. He, uh, as usual, it's really important to be able to target who's going to be the highest scorer on the slate, and why, why not Luca, especially tomorrow. Uh, Trey Young, 9,900 on FanDuel. I believe he's 9,600 on DK. Makes for a fine savings options um, off of Luca. I feel like that game's just going to zoom. Luke, uh, Trey Young is, took 26 shot attempts last time out against Detroit. Yes, the game did go into overtime, but you, I really like that he's getting. North at 20 shot attempts, um, two out of the last three games, which is really promising. He did play Minnesota the other time, uh, other day, and he put up 55 fantasy points. And I'll take 55 fantasy points again with that price tag. So I like Trey Young yet again, especially a three point bonus over there on DK. 9,600 over there seems like a nice price tag. So uh, someone who seems a little too expensive right now on DK, uh, might be Malcolm Brogdon, 8,200, but he's been so consistent so far. Uh, I feel like 40 fantasy point floor is just written all over Malcolm Brogdon. 8,200 on DK, 8,500 on FanDuel. Seems like an okay price tag. Nothing that I'm too excited about, but someone who I am excited about kind of buying low on FanDuel and buying low on DK is $8,400 uh, Ben Simmons on DK, 8,000 mm-hmm. 8, on FanDuel. Ben Simmons uh, has been disappointing. Hasn't taken north of 10 shots the last four games. I, that's just not Ben Simmons. Like, I would like him to be a little more, more aggressive. Yes, he just barely missed out on triple-double last time against Boston, going up against Boston again. I would like to target Ben Simmons. I think there's an upside game going to come. Ben Simmons is a much better player than an 8K price tag. How do, you feel, how do you feel about Ben Simmons, and is there any value or cheaper options that stick out to you as we look at things right now? Yeah, 8,400. I, I can't see Kemba Walker being very effective guarding, <laughs> being effective guarding Benson. Like, I'm not sure how those matchups, I'm sure it'll be Jalen Brown or, or somebody that'll be uh, on, on Ben Simmons on that side of the ball. But yeah, Ben Simmons is a mismatch. He just kind of looks, he doesn't look confident. There were a couple videos I saw floating around of him not like pulling up from 10 feet, 12 feet. Like they were just giving him these wide open jumpers inside the arc. And it's, it's scary how not confident he is shooting a basketball right now. So uh, if he's not going to be effective that way, at least he can be effective. Uh, 
in in other categories. I mean, we've seen him. He has triple-double upside every time because of how effective he is as a passer and as a rebounder. I believe last game he gained pretty close. Yeah, eight, eight, uh, 11, 8, and 8. So somebody that definitely has triple-double upside on DraftKings, that is very, very effective. And then on FanDuel, yeah, he makes sense as a buy-low. So I, I really like that. Uh, going along with your theme of fades, LaMelo Ball is somebody who we've just seen like a stark decrease in those minutes. He was garnering some crazy ownership there for a little while as he was rising, as that price tag kept rising. But at 72 on FanDuel, I could see him having a little ownership, but like the minutes just have not been there. It's almost like if the game doesn't blow out either way uh, in some kind of a direction, he doesn't get to that 30-minute mark. I mean, we've only seen 26 and 22 in his last two games, and Terry Rozier has kind of like seen his price increase. He's all the way up to 7K and is sitting right below him, but he's playing 37 and 38 minutes. So uh, Terry Rozier is kind of establishing himself as the guy that's closing out these games, and that just makes it hard for LaMelo Ball to get on top of that price tag, regardless of how fun he is to watch. So he's he's kind of on my fade list there. Uh, working our way down, uh, somebody that I, I will have interest in again, purely because I, I love him coming off of the other night was Colin Sexton, uh, uh, sitting there at 7,300 on, on DraftKings. He's got point guard and shooting guard eligibility. I'm very, very happy to go back to the well against the same Brooklyn team where I think that game's going to be flying again. Colin Sexton just kind of like established himself as like, I'm not scared of these guys. I want to take it after him in that double OT game. And whether or not that those minutes were a result of the, the double overtime where they were just like, you know what? Screw it. We'll let him go is one thing but like even in 32 33 minutes he's like the lone uh backcourt guy that I really would be interested in in that team in general and he kind of makes the offense go there and and 42 real life points is is something that's popping so uh he I I could see him running it back there the other night what do you think about him yeah I'll have only I'll have interest in Sexton only if Darius Garland is out I believe Garland will be a game time decision tomorrow so Garland's back. I think I'm going to hop off of Sexton just because, like, I think I could – I don't expect such an outcome from that. It's an 11-game slate. You really want, at that price tag, for him to go for mid-40 fantasy points. Yes, he just did it, but I think it's unlikely what he did to happen again, if, especially if Garland does come back. So I'm going to be uh, a little off the uh, Colin Sexton train over there. Uh, someone who has point guard shooting guard out Uh, I believe he is. Oh, sorry. I just lost you for one more second. Uh, It just cut out there for a second. Who are you picking? Oladipo. Oladipo. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. It cut out for one second. Oh, my bad. You're good. Uh, I think uh, Oladipo, 8,000. I think that's pretty promising. Uh, 44 fantasy points, 54 the last two times out uh, for him in Houston. I I like that matchup against Detroit. I I like targeting Oladipo. And one last guy to talk about on FanDuel before we hop on over to shooting guards. Elf Payton against Sacramento. I've talked about the Sacramento matchup quite a bit. I think Elf is a pure GPP option just because Thibodeau has shown the tendency to ride the hot hand with quickly at times. So it's not the safest play, but Sacramento is just a nice matchup for Elf where he can have a triple-double upside. He hasn't hit throughout his career in various stops along the way. Love it. Yeah, we'll see how he ends up playing here tonight, too. Uh, I wouldn't want to get on board if he were to have like some massive, massive game here against Golden State, but uh, totally love the play and totally love targeting Sacramento any chance you get. So that'll be a definitely a, a popular spot to go, but <laughs> no problems with that whatsoever. Uh, Alf in 32 minutes would be a fun thing to get. So uh, let's jump on over to shooting guard. We'll start on FanDuel for this one. Uh, again, equal opportunity. We love both sites. They both, uh, money is money. We got to love both. Uh, there's no problem with that by me. 
Uh, sitting at the top, James Harden, 10,700. Zach Levine, 9,300 against this Charlotte team. Uh, somebody that is is definitely going to be in consideration for me. He continues to have some of these games where he can just go like just off the chain and, and knock down threes at a at a high clip and um, you know, he, he picks up steals here and there over for, on FanDuel for their scoring. So 9,300, somebody that I'll definitely have some interest in. And then Paul George, 8,700. Uh, he's got Oklahoma City coming back to town. I don't know if you can have revenge in your heart if it's a team that re- literally looks nothing like it did before. But I know Shea Gilgis-Alexander down there at 8,200 might have a bone or two to pick with the Clippers. Uh, talk to me about shooting guard. Yeah, Harden, 10-7 on FanDuel. And uh, obviously on DK, he has 10-8 price tag. Man, it, obviously the overtime helped him there, but he seems like purely a facilitator. He's not being aggressive, not trying to get to the line here. Maybe that was just one game. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm a little hesitant with Harden's upside just because there's so many uh, great studs that he plays along with. But 10-8, we know Harden can get there if he chooses to be aggressive. Levine against Charlotte. Levine had one sensational game last year against Charlotte, I believe, where he had 13 three-pointers. Uh, so... He has played Charlotte well at times against in his career. 9,300, I really like Levine's shot volume. Seems like a nice uh, spend-up option and a potential pivot off of Harden. Paul George against OKC, 9,300 shooting guard only on DK. I think uh, George seems like a nice option. He's been very, very good this year. Put north of 50 fantasy points up in just 32 minutes. I think pandemic P is a thing of the past, and George is – been very consistent throughout the year. I think we should definitely be considering Paul George in the shooting guard position, especially $8,700 on FanDuel. Another uh, pivot around the SGA, Flanvli, D'Angelo Russell seems like someone at $8,400 we should definitely be considering. He put up 57 points up against Atlanta last time out. I don't expect him to put up 57 points, but I think if you were to get high 40s, I think you'd be very happy with the $8,700 price tag on DK and 84 on FanDuel, like I said. And on FanDuel, I think Oladipo, 8500 seems a little too expensive there for me. I think I prefer uh, the $100 cheaper in uh, D'Angelo Russell. And other options to definitely consider. Uh, Booker's going to have an upside game at some point. You need to keep that in mind. 7400 on FanDuel. That thing is just glaring. That is, I mean... Is is what is the issue there? Like, is there any kind of an upside that can exist? Is Chris Paul just literally killing his value that much? Because I mean, we just saw Aiton go off for a ceiling game the other night. It's it's just so surprising. We haven't seen a single game over forty two fantasy points from Devin Booker over on FanDuel the entire season. How unbelievable is that? And I think the one thing that Chris Paul has done with Devin Booker, obviously, the shot volume is obviously not as high as it was before. But he's gotten a lot more efficiently shooting. And obviously, he's not having the ball in his hand as much. And which Chris Paul has helped. And I think I think Booker is just becoming more, more of an efficient player now with Paul. And Phoenix has been looking really good as a team overall. Excuse me. I think, uh, I think Booker is just going to be one of those guys, too, I think we need to keep in mind. Once it hits, like, 7K, I think he'll start getting more ownership. But Booker is due in the sense... It's going to be a game where he takes more than 20 shots and hits uh, 15 or 16 of them. Booker's that good of a player. Mm-hmm. And it, I do think Chris Paul has obviously capped his ceiling like we saw in the bubble. Yeah. One guy I did want to mention all the way down on FanDuel, keep in mind with the injury designation, is uh, Cam Reddish, uh, priced all the way down at 4500 against Minnesota. Outside great- of that, man, shooting guard doesn't have much value right now. Yeah, I'm looking up in, in some of this mid-range spots. I mean, Kendrick Nunn's still 5,400. If uh, Tyler Hero's out again, 
34 and 35 minutes back to back. Uh, I can't imagine he'd go under look, but a $1,400 price hike is, is considerable, but still he's going to project great. Uh, he's going <laughs> to, he's still, uh, that 34.75 game, the game before against Detroit, even at 5,400, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hate that. So I could, I could see going to him as long as Tyler Hero's out. Uh, I saw that there were a number of guys that just hit the, hit the wire that, uh, that said that they were going to be out still tomorrow. So Jimmy Butler, I know, is out, and, and a couple of other guys too. So Kendrick Nunn is, is coming in and being instant offense at the moment. So I like that a lot. Uh, not as interested over on FanDuel, where that, that tag is all the way up to 6,200. And now he's at shooting guard instead of point guard, uh, where he was yesterday at 5,500. So uh, that's that's a guy that I'm, I'm probably going to be off of on FanDuel, but definitely, definitely interest on DraftKings. Uh, anybody else that I'm kind of looking here? Uh, it's, it's not really a spot to go back to Lou Dort either. 5,200. Uh, he did put up 34.25 in 25 minutes in that in that blowout loss against Denver. Um, would you have any interest there or anybody else that you're looking at before we move on? And Lou Dort makes me look really bad of late, especially what happened on that two-game slate. I'm I'm usually hesitant to always roster Lou Dort, and but we'll be way under the field with any. I don't. I'm not that interested in Lou Dort whatsoever. Well, there's um, that. I do think. I do think if you can read into some coaching notes for Jeremy Lamb tomorrow, he's 3,700 on DK, and I believe he's also uh, 4,000 on FanDuel. Lamb is coming off some a knee injury. He did play 19 minutes. So if he has like a 20-minute minutes restriction, I I do feel like that ceiling is capped, especially on an 11-game slate, mm-hmm. but it's an option that I wanted to throw out there. Better than 40 minutes of Aaron Holiday, I can tell you that, uh, in my opinion, except for the one the one game where I just take a stand against Aaron Holiday and he goes nuclear against the, the Warriors, but uh, still a little bitter, but that's fine. Uh, guys, I just want to say, too, uh, NBA packages are starting at $4.95, uh, and that's per week. Uh, if you go over to Osmo.com slash join NBA, uh, you can get hooked up with all of the different options that we have that, uh, that can kind of fit your needs, whether you're a casual player or a professional. Professional, uh, whether you want to have the projections, whether or not you want to just come in for some of those hot takes, uh, you know these videos that we're putting out every single night. Uh, they're they're free on the internet, but we've got some real real nice goodies. Specifically, the Boom Bus tool, uh, which has just been so so helpful lately. When you're looking for leverage, uh, when you're trying to find spots where you can go overweight based on what their boom or their bus percentage is, and then where the field's going to be on them compared to their ownership, you get a leverage score at the end of that. And being able to plug and play some of the guys that have those higher leverage scores. It's just proved time and time again to be profitable. So uh, Alex Baker, the best player in the world, uses it. My boy Rinpak over here, one of the top guys. Uh, we'll we'll keep him a little bit, you know, understated. Uh, he's he's humble. He's one of the nice guys out here who just uh, you would never have any idea that he was as good as what he is because he is so humble about himself. But I can tell you for a fact, uh, solid player uses the boom bust tool. So uh, so check all of those options out. Uh, that's osmocom slash join NBA. Uh, making our way over to small forward, sitting at the top end on FanDuel again. We'll go that way, and then I'll, I'll make sure that I jump over to DraftKings for the last two. Uh, sitting at the top end, you've got, oh, I had Abdul Nader. I, I had it flipped around, so it was sitting 3,500 on the top end. I was pretty pretty sure Abdul Nader was not 10,500, which is what I knew 
my boy Kevin Durant was. Uh, Kevin Durant is kind of the one guy out of the big three, specifically because he's at small forward on FanDuel, which is a, a tougher position generally to fill, uh, even though you do have Kawhi Leonard there at 9,500 coming off a good game as well. But out of those big three in Brooklyn, I feel like Kevin Durant is the least affected uh, just purely because of, of the way that he's able to get involved in the game. Uh, James Harden and Kyrie, we'll see how those rates end up uh, in a couple games in, we'll have a better idea of where they're at. But I feel like Kevin Durant at small forward, 10-5, if you can pay up at small forward, you can absolutely do that. Uh, as I said, Kawhi Leonard, 9,500, coming off a nice game where he basically sat out the entire fourth corner, didn't have to do anything, but in 34 minutes, put up 58.1. And then going down to Jeremy Grant, 8,400, somebody that uh, somebody that's kind of taken over that offense, has a nice matchup uh, sitting up against Houston. And the last guy that I will bring up, just because he has just been a pain in my you-know what uh, Pascal Siakam, who is questionable going into tomorrow, which could open some Toronto value here and there uh, on some of the other guys that we, we kind of know the, the the guys that you'd be looking at there. Specifically, Norman Powell would become awesome, but uh, he's at 8K coming off of some miserable, miserable streaks of games, uh, similar to what he had at the beginning of the year. Uh, talk to me about small forward. Yeah, uh, starting lead, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, KD, make for some nice options. Hesitant about Kawhi just because the Clippers look so good. They're probably in the conversation for the best team in the league, along with the Lakers and uh, the Nets now and the Bucks. I think that's your clear four, I want to say right now. Obviously, I'm saying this off the top of my head. Maybe I'm missing a team that has looked as impressive as the Clippers and Lakers. KD, 10-7. I completely agree with your take on what you said about being the least affected. We saw what KD could do, even with uh, Kyrie and uh, – James, uh, sorry, Kyrie and James Harden in regulation. I believe KD was mid 50 fantasy points um, right off the bat. So I like KD. Jeremy Grant has been absolutely sensational. If you just even look at his box score, just pure consistency throughout the way. Now, going up against Houston, a very favorable matchup for him. I don't mind Jeremy Grant whatsoever. 8,100 on DK, 8,400 on FanDuel. Another options around there Gordon Hayward against Chicago. I'm going to like that matchup. I think Gordon Hayward has been consistently taking high teens uh, shot attempts, and I think you'll definitely take that for $7,700 and $7,800. Gordon Hayward is playing pretty pretty well in Charlotte. I've liked what I've seen so far for him. Seems like he's more much more comfortable over there uh, than he was in Boston. I think Jalen Brown, 7600 seems like a nice option over there to consider. Siakam, 8K against Miami. I think we can go there. Let's see what his ownership projections come in at tomorrow so definitely someone that we should definitely be considering other options to consider on dk uh if michael porter jr plays he's i believe he is questionable but he is uh, going through some question um conditioning issues sixty eight hundred dollars uh what is he on fando sixty seven yeah i'm uh it seems like i'm uh malone might be hesitant to roll him out a significant amount of minutes so i'd try to stay away R.J. Barrett against Sacramento stands out because um, of what his shot volume might look like and what uh, in, in that matchup. And some pay-down options on small four that we always need to consider. Eric Gordon, $5,200. If no Christian Wood, because Christian Wood had a very uh, serious ankle injury. He did come back and play, but he's been ruled very questionable by his team. So I would like Eric Gordon, potentially, $5,200. And... Um, $5,700 on DK. We know Eric Gordon has an upside. Now he will be sharing the court with Oladipo and potentially Cousins. So I, I'll still prefer him over there. And I think Justin Holiday, $4,200, seems like a, a fine spend down uh, option as well. And one more thing to cap it off, Cam Johnson is someone who I was very high on the other day. I like that he played uh, 
28 minutes, um, one of his uh, higher minute totals on the season, and looked pretty impressive. He held his own on the court. I do expect him to get some more wide-open threes. He went two of seven from three. I think we can definitely consider Cam Johnson. Yeah, I love those. Uh, I'm looking I'm looking at this Indiana value again. Uh, if there's just kind of depending on how all these injuries are shaking out. But yeah, Jeremy Lamb back kind of puts a wrench in some of that value that we did see the other night coming out of uh, – coming out of the Pacers, but uh, there are so many like little small forward options down there. Cam Johnson, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott. Uh, he switched, McDermott got switched over from power forward to small forward. So uh, 4,200, he's only seen a $400 increase over on FanDuel. That's somebody that if you had to plug and play somebody and, and make that position work down there at the bottom, the, uh, at the bottom of the bottom end we've seen 32 and 34 minutes the last two out of him there so somebody who's shooting the ball effectively well uh he's you know what you're gonna get he's falling he's volume based there so if he's garnering like bigger ownership probably steer away there it's not the 3800 that he was pretty easily going to be able to get on top of the other night but still something that's that's very gettable uh i really don't have too much else sitting down there uh it's kind of an ugly position for the most part other than some of those top end options and i'm sure we'll get some value that'll emerge but i do like the cam johnson call a lot uh, otherwise, you know, yeah, maybe just plug and play a couple pacers here and there if you feel good about that too. Uh, anybody else that you want to touch base with? No, let's hop on over to his power forward position. Yeah, sitting on the top end on power forward on DraftKings. Kevin Durant sitting there at 10-7 again. Uh, Sabonis, 9,900. That tag just sneaks up towards that 10K line. It's just going to, I mean, it's absolutely going to get there at this point. Uh, I know the last couple outings haven't been there, but the minutes have certainly been there. So 41 minutes last time out against Dallas. Uh, then the Clippers, 34, 38, 37. Uh, you're, you know what you're going to get with Sabonis. I really, really like him even more with Miles Turner, uh, as long as Miles Turner doesn't end up playing. I don't know what Miles Turner's doing. Doesn't he have a broken hand and he's just questionable every day? What's going on there? Yeah, it's a situation to definitely monitor. And they're just rolling Sabonis out at the five. And Sabonis has been pretty efficient when he plays at the five as well. So he's just a solid, solid player. $9,300 on Fando, $9,900 on DK. Sabonis seems like very consistently a double-double lock and just the overall very solid NBA player. I think you can definitely consider him for high 40s fantasy points. Um, seems like a great option to pay up for. Uh, other options to consider, Julius Randle versus Sacramento. I, I'm going to like that quite a bit. I like targeting Sacramento, if you guys can tell so far. <laughs> <laughs> Just and slightly. I, I think a, a $8,400 Porzingis, man. He's playing mm. 32 minutes. And I'll take 32 minutes of Porzingis at $8,400 on uh, FanDuel. And I believe he's $8,100 on DK. So pretty nice price tag over there. Those are some nice spend-up options. It's an 11-game slate. So something to uh, definitely uh, pay up for. Now, let's talk about our boy, Chris Boucher. How do you feel about Boucher after he let a lot of people down the other night? It's it's just such a Nick Nurse situation. I mean, 22 minutes? Come on. You can't have Chris Boucher on your roster and only play him 22 minutes? Obviously, I doubt he goes overlooked whatsoever. I bet he's one of the most popular guys on the slate should Pascal Siakam sit. Uh, I don't know if he would end up getting in that starting lineup. There's a million times I thought Boucher would end up in the starting lineup at certain points. I have no problem with him coming off the bench as long as he were to play 30 minutes. But Pascal being out there, Alex Len just got waived. So you have a number of different options of of pathways for Chris Boucher to see a little bit of an uptick in minutes. And when he gets to those 27, 30 minutes, we've seen some big 40-plus uh, fantasy outputs. So 7,800 over on FanDuel is an absolute smash spot that I've, I've definitely got some interest in. Uh, he's 7,300 on DraftKings. He's at the center position there though so that's that's not necessarily um i mean that's a that's a fantastic tag but uh doesn't 
doesn't go over for our power forward theme that we have going here at the moment. Uh, as we're making our way down there, uh, Chetty Osman, 6,500. Good Lord. Like, what is Chetty Osman doing? I mean, the guy's just shooting the ball incredibly well. Gone five for nine and four for nine from three in his last two. Uh, had seven rebounds, seven assists. They played 50 minutes in the last time out, so there is that. But he was still putting up 40-plus fantasy, uh, fantasy point outings. Would you have any interest in, you know, or trying to trying to chase the double overtime game with Chetty Osman? Uh, what's his price over on FanDuel, too? I guess we didn't talk about him on uh, the small forward position, and I'm assuming that's where he's at there. 5,900. Yeah, that's a much better tag over there at small forward. But uh, any love for Chetty whatsoever? So my, my whole Cleveland situation comes down to if Garland plays. I'll have a lot more interest in some of the other Cleveland team as a general if Garland doesn't play. Now, if Garland plays, I'm going to be very hesitant to roster these guys. I know it's a pretty favorable matchup against Brooklyn. There's going to be a guy that's good, but once Garland's thrown in the mix, it makes it, uh, it makes me to be makes it a lot tough for me to be confident uh, being able to pinpoint which guy. So I'm going to be off of Osman just because of the Garland situation for now because I do think he might. Uh, do think Garland does play tomorrow, but obviously things can definitely change. I do like um, uh, someone in that price tag it is $6,600 Larry Markinen against the Charlotte matchup. I like that his minutes are safe now in the mid 30 minutes. I think 6,600 power forward only on a DK, someone that we should be considering. And he is 6,700 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like, I like both as well. Yeah. That's a great tag there. Um, pretty people in Chicago. I mean, that's, that's another spot where it's a, it's a game game environment that you got to have some interest in uh, Charlotte. It's tough because that production is so spread around, but like, you know where it's coming from out of Chicago. So I love the Lori call. I love Zach Levine. Kobe White's been really, really bad, but I don't mind taking some shots there as well. Uh, anybody else at power forward? Yeah, I think uh, there power forward just has a, a flurry of options, especially on Fina when you need to roster to, it's not the cutest thing uh, to go Bagley, Aldridge, Blake Griffin showed some life last time out. Uh, so those are some guys that you can definitely consider. Some paydown options are um, Ibaka stands out at 5,500, where blocks are pretty favorable. And uh, I believe uh, Horford might be out again, but I'm off Isaiah Roby train um, just because I think uh, Clippers are a pretty tough matchup. Some spend down options on DK. I really like a $5,500 Bagley against the Knicks. I know he's the new buddy heels for me, but <laughs> I think his minutes are a little bit more safer when Whiteside doesn't play. So keep that in mind. If Whiteside does play, I'm a little off there. $4,400 of Cam Johnson on DK. Uh, I do like that price. There's there. no such thing as another buddy healed in your life there can never be another you have one you are allowed one mine is brandon ingram i hope he's playing great god forbid he's not when i get off this so uh so let's get ourselves over to center and wrap this thing up uh sitting at the top end on DraftKings, uh we've got nikola Jokic, eleven thousand dollars hard not to like him he's just been sensational this entire season now he did only put up 56 but he played it he only played 28 minutes like he's legitimately like nearing two fantasy point per minute in some of these outings i mean it's just ridiculous the amount of production that you're getting from him does it in a multitude of ways you know getting steals and blocks in in accordance with him getting near triple doubles every single game if not triple doubles so eleven thousand dollars he's definitely your your top pay up option there joel Embiid, ten thousand one hundred makes for a good pivot against this Boston team. He just torched them for 65 fantasy points at pretty low ownership the other night. So somebody that I'm definitely happy to go back to the well on there. And then if you skip down to pass Sabonis to Drummond, 
who's pretty much dead to all of us fantasy owners now that Jared Allen exists in the world. Uh, that was just frustrating to see 26 minutes out of him because Drummond is somebody that when he does see those 38, 40 minutes of run, just double-double machine with 75-point upside, legitimately put up 75 against the Knicks in the previous game, and now he's pretty much dead in the water at a $9,400 price tag. Uh, talk to me about him and a couple of these mid-range center options, which looks pretty darn good tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to like Joel Embiid quite a bit. Obviously, he was very, awfully successful, 10K. Uh, uh, I think you could definitely uh, have, look for at least minimum 50 fantasy points. He was clearly dominant last time out. Boston really can't slow him down. 10-1 on DK, fine option. I like uh, potentially saving off of Jokic to go to Embiid. We'll see how what ownership looks like. The guy who I will uh, who bit me by not having enough last time was Clint Capella, and Clint Capella has gone all the way up to ninety two hundred on Fanduel, eighty three hundred on DK. I'm just I'm amazed by what he's done in the last three games. By twenty five and twenty five, is that good stuff like that? I mean, it's just like it's like Will Chamberlain. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Great for him. He got out of Houston. Um, he's been playing really well for this Atlanta Hawk team. But, man, I'm going to have to, like, if his ownership is anything substantial, I'm going to be pivoting to guys like Nikola Vucevic, 9,900 against Indiana, and uh, 8,900 on Fanduel. I think I uh, 8,900 on DK. Sorry, Vuce is 8,900 on mm-hmm. DK. I really like that price tag. But my most favorite center uh, on tomorrow's slate will be no other than Boogie Cousins. Let's ride, baby. Oh, there it 40, is. 4,500 on Fanduel, 4,400 on DK. If he's going to start, let's ride. He's playing against Detroit. (laughs) He's going to be boogie. I'm going to like boogie quite a bit tomorrow. Yeah, Christian Wood already ruled out. I was burying the lead. I didn't know if you had noticed that already. Of course you did, because you're the sharpest man in the West, or actually the East. I'm in the West, and I'm not the sharpest man, but I'm trying my best. Uh, But I definitely had DeMarcus Cousins marked as my favorite play of the entire day tomorrow. Uh, We know what his rates are in general when he gets starting minutes. If he gets to 25 minutes, he's an absolute complete and utter must-have. I would never fade him in a million years tomorrow. Uh, I'm probably, I'm not to say that you're going to just automatically have 100% of a guy or anything, but uh, especially on FanDuel where there is opportunity cost at the position, but it is really hard to imagine a route where Boogie Cousins starts and and fails you tomorrow. So I'm right there with you. Love it so much. Uh, Rashawn Holmes has seen his number drop to 6,300 over on DraftKings. Uh, That's kind of a great buy-low opportunity for somebody who just, you know, was sitting up in the 7k range uh he hasn't been as great but those minutes are still 42 35 uh he had a tough match he had a tough matchup against the clippers and we've seen new orleans play better defensively with steven adams added into that center spot so uh i definitely do like getting in at 6300 rashawn holmes over on DraftKings and working our way down to 5300 mason Plumley is not a sexy name it's not a sexy spot but 35 minutes against miami 27 against atlanta there uh he can get you in those mid 30s there is just such an opportunity cost because boogie exists and because you have Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and as you said, Clint Capello, who could maybe just go off at any given moment again for a 25-25 game again. It's just so crazy to think about uh, at 8,300. So uh, Mason Plumley would be somebody, though, that I might have a share or two of. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I think center does just kind of sit up in those top options. We kind of know who everybody's going to be targeting. Is there anybody sneaky that you might want to take a couple shots on before we log off? Sneaky will be tough. It's tough to go away from Boogie Cousins, but I want to put an asterisk with Boogie Cousins. He has not played more than 23 minutes in a game this season so far. Do keep that in mind. 
he did start a game against Indiana. They did not uh, close with him. So just monitor, just keep that in mind. I'm not saying proceed with caution because I will not be uh, the way things stand right now. But it's tough to uh, think that Boogie Cousins is going to play 30 minutes when he hasn't played a game north of 23 so far. How do you feel about that Boogie situation, Eric? Like, do you think it's obviously feels safe for that price tag? That's why we're talking about him. Everything has a salary to it. But are you a little skeptical with that? what that minutes upside could look like tomorrow? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I, I, 4,500 is, is just uh, on FanDuel over there. It's just kind of ridiculous. That Indiana game, too, also was earlier on in the season. I think he's had a little bit of time to, to kind of work himself into it. But I know that they're being cautious with him, you know, only 14, 15 minutes the last two and such. And But he's been playing back up to Christian Wood. There is no Christian Wood there. They're going to need him to play minutes, whether it's Mason Plumlee, uh, you know, somebody in the middle there. I, I don't know who else. To, I guess Jaleel Okafor isn't really a thing, um, but he would be kind of the backup center there who played nine minutes against Atlanta. And, you know, he exists at least. And so Boogie's kind of the matchup for all of those guys. I mean, what else would Houston do in that spot? P.J. Tucker has played small ball five uh, multiple times on multiple occasions, so he would be the only other guy that they could really plug in over there. Rodian's Kirks is brand new to the team. He's played a couple minutes here and there, but nothing substantial whatsoever. So other than that 21 minutes that he played in San Antonio, he's been DNP CD the last two. So uh, I have no, I have uninhibited love for DeMarcus Cousins tomorrow. I, I'm right there with you. I'm not talking you off the ledge, not doing there's no ledge to walk off of. He's he's a lock. So uh, let's get boogie with it then. Yeah, let's get boogie with it. Uh, anybody else or anything else you want to talk about this massive 11 game slate where there's going to be news and value that shows up that we just don't have yet? Yeah, I know many of you guys watch our streams on YouTube. We love it. We love you guys just liking subscribe uh, subscribing to the channel. One thing if you guys could do is if you could give us some love on the Apple Podcast. If you were to search Awesome or Awesome NBA and hit subscribe over there, it would be phenomenal for us and leave a review. Uh, we're, we've been handing out free uh, weekly passes to uh, certain people on uh, various shows. We're going to start doing that for our show as well. So please uh, support us over there as well. We've appreciated your support so far in such a short time. It's been great. I, I love doing the podcast with Eric, and we love the support you guys have given us. Oh, well, I love doing it with you too, my dude. This is another great week. We're, we're going to hit the month mark. It, uh, December 23rd was the start of the season. We will have had been a month of, uh, of NBA action. Pretty unbelievable how fast this month has gone. So hope you guys are enjoying the content. Best of luck tomorrow. Go out and crush it, and uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. Take care. <laughs>